Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be back here. I was trying to figure out when I last spoke here. I think it was at least six years ago. So maybe it was definitely pre-COVID and, and but way before that. So it's nice to be back. It's nice to be here while Reverend Jonathan is walking the Camino de Santiago. And I know he's having an amazing experience. I walked it in 2019 and it was life-changing. Um, just a really incredible journey. So I trust that he is having a powerful experience. I also am honored this today to wrap up the month that's focusing on the theme of purpose. And I wanna take a little bit different journey with purpose today, a little bit different twist, and look at the, the purpose, our purpose, in relationship to the 12 powers teaching in unity. How many of you are familiar with the 12 powers? Okay, a lot of hands out there. And those of you who aren't, it'll be a little taste of it today and you can savor more of it on your own. For those of you who have been introduced to the 12 powers, we'll take a little dive back into the power of power today. I'm not gonna do all 12. That's a whole series in itself, right? <laughs> but just a little overview. The 12 powers are, um, they were actually, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, our co-founders in Unity, were introduced to the 12 powers by Emma Curtis Hopkins, who is the teacher of teachers in the New Thought Movement. And Charles took those 12 powers and really took a deep dive into them and created a foundation with those 12 powers around. And they are essentially 12 innate faculties or powers within us that if we activate them and if we bring them forward in our being in our lives then we are fully realizing our god potential our christ self or as you say at unity of tucson our magnificence right so when we're really living those 12 powers then we're really bringing our god self to the world and to our lives really powerful wonderful teachings Charles wrote a book in 1930 about it. I, it's, a, it's a tough read. <laughs> I'll be honest, it was for me anyway. But um, great, great, great essence and material. But um, there are lots of books out there on the 12 powers if you want to take a deeper dive into them. I love William Warsh's book called How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. Really beautiful book that's really, um, you can apply immediately. But they really are, are us at our best selves. They're the spiritual resources that we have to call upon within us. And so I wanna focus on those um, one power, but let's, let's look at, just so you know what the 12 powers are for context. They are love, imagination, power, judgment, understanding, zeal, elimination, faith, life, order, will and strength great spiritual resources within us innate within us that we can access at any moment that we set that intention and really bring it forward to live our lives so we're going to talk about the power of power today <laughs> our faculty of power and the uh the purpose of it the purpose of power and the power of purpose so Think about that word power for a moment. 
in our society, it can have a lot of negative connotations, can't it? You know, we can have it hooked up as, oh, power is corrupt, or money is power and control over each other people, or um, kind of a controlling, manipulative feeling around power. And think about that for a moment. If there's sort of this stigma around power at times, why would any one of us want to be powerful? Why would we want to be that if we have that in our unconscious mind? So it's really important today, I think, that we look at what is spiritual power within us? How do we use it appropriately, right use of power instead of misusing it? And um, how do we really bring it forth in a, uh, in a way that brings forth our spiritual mastery, if you will? So we'll explore that today. So what is pure power? Okay, so pure power is our ability to change and build consciousness. Our consciousness, collective consciousness, that's our ability to shift it, to, to raise our consciousness. It's our ability to choose our thoughts and feelings. You know, the third basic principle in unity is that our thoughts and feelings create our experience. And so it's our ability, it helps us choose our thoughts and feelings. Um, that are helpful for us and really carry us forward in life with power. And it's our ability to transform energy from one plane to another. In other words, we catch hold of those divine ideas and we speak them and we embody them and we bring them forward in our lives. We can transform uh, that from one plane to another. It's also the power behind our word. You know, it's the power of the word. And it's that power we give as we speak our prayers and our affirmations. It's the power behind that. And William Warsh says, it's your ability to heal, change your environment, and draw your good. And I would add to that, I think it's also our ability to be good in the world, to be that God person, you know, that God self in the world, and to bring that. Okay, so we know what it is, but what's the purpose of power? Think about that for a minute. What's the purpose of power? It really is to build consciousness and to embody that and live it out loud. That's the purpose of power, to build consciousness. So where do we find our power? Let's talk about that for a minute. And Reverend William gave us a really great intro last week. I watched his, you guys are going to giggle. It was a cosmic chuckle going on because I watched his talk after I, you know, mine kind of came through me. <laughs> and we have some, um, you get part two of his talk today because <laughs> we find our power in the silence. We find strength in the stillness. We find our power in the silence. So hopefully all of you did your homework last week. <laughs> he, had, he talked about, you know, taking silent retreats too as part of that. Okay, so let's talk for a minute about the stages we go through as we live our power and embody our power. So the first stage that we, of power is found in the silence. We go within we connect to that power and presence, we activate, there's an opening that occurs in the silence. And then the thought comes in, right? Those divine thoughts come in. 
and then we speak that word. We, uh, we affirm, we pray, we, we speak that word, and then there's a demonstration that happens. Now, if you read all the 12 Powers books, it'll probably use the word manifestation, but, <laughs> but I'm gonna be transparent here. I'm not a huge fan of that word. <laughs> That's about five other talks, because I think sometimes we oversimplify manifestation by saying, oh, just affirm, 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 and poof, it happens in my life, you know? And there's a whole, oh, it's a whole lot more, there's a lot more depth and complexity to our journey as, human or spiritual beings having a human experience. So I'm going to use the word in this case of demonstration because we embody it and we demonstrate it in our lives, that power of power we demonstrate. So I'll give you a, a really, um, I had a, a very physical experience of the faculty of power in the last couple weeks. Um, since doing the Camino, during COVID, my um, pandemic except obsession, if you will, was hiking the Colorado Trail. And the Colorado Trail is a 485-mile trail that goes from Denver to Durango through some of the most spectacular scenery in Colorado. It's just incredible. But I overdid it a little bit last summer. <laughs> and I've been on a healing journey. I uh, have had three knee surgeries over a six-month period from September to February. Yeah, a little overdid it. <laughs> I trained really well, but I still overdid it. But, um, but that's, that's not the important part. The important part is that the healing journey that's transpired, I finally went to an ultra-running coach this last week. Not because I'm a runner. I'm not, and I have no intention of doing that. But, but she is an expert in movement. And so she's helping me repattern my movement after compensating for so long. And I've been watching some of her videos, and she talks about running from center, like moving from center, really working on center. And that if we're leaning too far forward, we're like working too hard, or we have sort of ungrounded zeal, you know, or we're, we're just um, we're forcing things, if you will. And if we're leaning back, we're holding back, we're, we're you know, getting caught up in our limiting beliefs, maybe there's some self-doubt. It's such a beautiful metaphor, and when we're coming from center, then we're propelled forward. We, are, we have power, we have movement, we have momentum. And I love that metaphor because it's so true for our faculty of power. Even though Charles you know, talks about power being in the throat center, um, that's true, but I think we feel it in our gut and in our heart and in our mind, right? And when we are clear that that's from spirit, then we, then we move forward from our center. So such a beautiful example of, of staying centered there. So how do we activate our power? How do we activate our power? Okay, I'm going to dive into how we don't do it, first of all. Oh. <laughs> okay, here's what we don't do. <laughs> We don't swirl around in our heads, kind of running around in our minds, trying to catch hold of an idea that we can move forward on and then grasp at some sense of control and enforce things in our lives with our power. That's not true power. And we also don't um, give our power away to certain people or situations or circumstances or, uh, or ideas even, or thoughts even. So we don't do that. And we don't activate power by sort of 
saying, okay, it's all gonna be okay. And in sort of a Pollyanna sort of fashion, while we're filled with worry and doubt. That doesn't work for us, right? That's not coming from that true spiritual center, that true spiritual power. Uh, so here's what we do do. And, and all of you who have seen me speak before, you know I'm big on homework, because our fifth basic principle in unity is that it's not enough that we study these teachings, it's not enough that we come here and talk about them on Sundays, we have to go out and prove them. We have to go out and live them. So, so this is, uh, usually I have three or so steps and practices, one today, just one. <laughs> And it's a uh, continuation of Reverend Williams uh, last week, actually. And that is to enter into the empowering silence within. Entering into the empowering silence within. And he had some beautiful examples of ways to do that this week, or last week. And I want to offer you a couple others. Um, you know, we can enter into that empowering silence by swinging on a porch swing. We can do it by petting our dog or going for a walk or um, take, you know, having a meditation or music, right? Listening to a beautiful piece of music or singing. And I just heard somebody say, wait, what? That's not the silence. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing about the silence. It doesn't have to always be silent. It, the, that place of silence within us is that place where we are totally connected to spirit. And there's an opening that happens. There's a connection. There's a resonance, a vibration that happens when we reach that point of the silence within and that's what we're entering into in our practice this week. Because what happens when we enter into that place of silence is the power of purpose drops in. Our purpose has room to drop in. So how many of you throughout your life have struggled with what's my purpose at some time or another? Yeah, lots of hands. Right. Okay, so I'm offering us a simplified purpose for our lives. One purpose. Our purpose is to be God in action. To be that divine love in action. To live from our God self. That's our true purpose. Of course, we're all going to express that in really unique ways that are true to us as individuals and our own spiritual a flavor of that, right? And how we bring that. But that's our true purpose to drop into. And when the power of purpose drops in, then that the power, that spiritual power, our faculty of power builds, and that consciousness builds, and there's movement and energy and momentum that carries us forward into our lives. So there's this, um, this concept that I've experienced on the Colorado Trail. I, I'm, I haven't really backpacked in my life up until this journey. And so I, had to, I was on a huge learning curve. And one of the concepts 
of backpacking is the backpack explosion. <laughs> the backpack explosion is when you take your backpack in all its contents and you lay it all out somewhere and you look at every single item and really look at, is this serving me? Okay, is this helpful? Is it adding weight that's really bogging me down and, you know, or is it causing injury? Is it helping me or is it harming me? And what I, I love that metaphor because we all have an inner backpack, right? Yeah, we all have that inner backpack and we have those thoughts and things that beliefs in us that can help us and support us on the journey and some that can weigh us down. In fact, Reverend Jonathan spoke to that in his video last week when he talked about releasing the stone at the Iron Cross on the Camino, representing all those beliefs that he was letting go of. So we get to look at our inner backpack and really discern what is it that we want to give power to? You know, what is it that we want to think and speak and bring forward into our lives? Here would be a misuse of power. Oh, maybe nobody ever listens to me. That would be giving voice and power to uh, something that doesn't serve us, right? Whereas maybe uh, that powerful use of power would be, I am a unique expression of God, and I have something to bring that no one else can bring. And so we each are to bring that. That's the, the use of power, the right use of power. So there was, um, Gaylen Williamson is an author. She's the co-author of The 12 Powers in You. Um, and she tells the story of being on a book tour across the US. And Gaylen and her husband were traveling to another city where they were going to do a book event. And their accommodations along the way was their pull behind camper camper trailer. And they got to this city for the next book event, and they didn't have time to drop the trailer at the RV lot. And so those of you who have ever pulled a camper <laughs> know it's a little challenging to find the right parking lot to, to park your camper in. So they're trying to find a parking lot, and they're pulling into this parking lot. And um, Galen's husband's driving, and she sees that there's one of those bars on the parking lot that's a height restriction. You know those, right? <laughs> and she turns to her husband and she said, honey, we're not going to make it. We're too tall. And he says, he says oh, no, it's fine. I, I think we're, we'll be fine. <laughs> you all see where this is going, right? <laughs> so he keeps going and um, she's like, her anxiety's shooting through the roof. And she's like, honey, please stop. Please stop. We're, we're not going to make it. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm, we're, we're under that height. It'll be okay. So he keeps going, and all of a sudden, there's this crash and this scraping of metal. And the trailer has pretty much been opened up on the top like a can opener would open a can um, from the height restriction bar. And Galen did something. She did the unexpected. She looked at her husband's face. You know, she was about to blow her top, right? <laughs> she was about to lose it. But she did this unexpected. She looked at her husband's face, and she saw the anguish and the sadness and just the, uh, just the, all the emotions on his face. 
And she leaned over and she comforted him. She took that pause in the silence. She accessed, accessed her power of silence and she comforted him. She did the unexpected. Why? Because Galen says, the sword of truth, the words we speak, can help sculpt our lives. We must learn to use the sword wisely and with great care. We must use, learn to use the sword wisely and with great care. Boy, isn't that the truth, huh? And, and think about that in relationship to power, because that is our power center, speaking the word. Power is expended once we speak the word. So we expend our power by speaking it. <laughs> and guess what? We can't take it back. We can't take that back. So learning to use that wisely and from that place of spiritual power is so important. I love the quote from Maya Angelou where she says, I think we have that one too, yes. I learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. People will never forget how you made them feel. And I think that's true. When we're thinking about and, and exploring the power of power, we feel it when we're coming from our spiritual center, don't we? We feel it. We know when we're coming from that place. We also know when we're coming from ego. <laughs> My shoulders are slumping to say that, you know. I mean, we, we, we know when we're coming from that place of reaction and we feel that too and others feel that as well as when we're coming from that place of power and spirit. We feel that, others feel that too. It, it radiates out. And so it's so important for us to really use that faculty of power mindfully and to choose, discern our words, to choose what we want to speak and live out loud in our lives. So important. And it's really how we reach that place of spiritual mastery. We need that faculty of power to do that. It's also kind of how we adult spiritually, right? <laughs> right? It's, you know, pausing, going into the silence and choosing, okay, what would be most helpful here? Just like Gay Lynn modeled for us. Instead of blowing her top, what would be most helpful here? What am I to bring? How am I to use my power in, in a positive way in this situation? Okay, so here's the essence of our faculty of power. Silence is pure power. Thought is formed power, and word is expressed power. Did you get that? Silence is pure power, thought is formed power, word is expressed power, and from there we embody and demonstrate it in our lives. We bring forth all that good, all that God energy in our lives. So I want to close with... Um, uh, just a couple of things. One is a question for you to take into the silence this week, and the other is a quote from Scripture that I was, let's see, I'm, I was ordained just short of 21 years ago, 
And so 21 years ago, I was standing um, on the Unity Village stage, and they asked us to bring a quote from scripture, or a piece of scripture to speak during our ordination ceremony that spoke to our credo. So I wanna share that special scripture with you today. But first of all, as we enter into the empowering silence within this week, I want us to hold the question, how am I to use my gift of power at this time in my life? How am I used to use my gift of power at this time of my life? Maybe it's to um, start something new. Maybe it's to let go of a belief right now. Maybe it's to um, have a shift in something in our lives, whatever it is. How, how are we to use our gift of power at this time of our life? And then when you listen and you get Spirit's answer in the silence, I invite you to hold this passage in your heart. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. And so it is. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.